My younger brother Yona is the beatboxer of the family. When he got sick of his high school acapella group losing the beat all the time, he announced that all the other beatboxers were fired and the job was his, or something like that. Me, I only ever sang in acapella. My first and only time beatboxing was after I graduated college. My old group's beatboxer graduated with me in 2016, and they needed someone to do the beatboxing at auditions. So I went back to campus and gave it a shot. A few rolling hi hats, a lot of kicks, and some spit-infused PS snares. Later, I was done, and I haven't beatboxed publicly since. Meanwhile, Yona got really good. Apparently, he had been watching tutorials on YouTube and discovered battle videos on this channel called Swiss Beatbox. He told me I should check them out. I couldn't tell you about the first beatbox video I watched, but I can tell you for sure which was the first one that stuck with me. 2017, Ran Beatbox Battle, Loop Station Semifinal, MB14, Sorrow. I was hooked. I freaked out. I watched it again, and again, and then. I watched it again. I subscribed to Swiss Beatbox, and all of that from just one video. What I didn't know at the time, and I know now, is that there are probably thousands more beatbox fans with exactly the same story as me. Since 2016, the beatbox community has been blowing up. Talent, production value, followers, beatboxers—all of these things have gone to the next level, and I stumbled upon it just in time to see it unfold. Saro and MB14 ushered the beatboxing community into a new and explosive era—an era of daily videos, constant growth, and me. I'm Tani Levitt, and I want to figure out how this all happened. Why am I addicted to these mouth sounds? Who are the people in the beatboxing community? How did beatboxing change from boots and cats to something else entirely, kind of like T-Rexes evolving into chickens? All I know is that beatboxing pumps me up, and I want to share that with you. This is Special Effects. If I want to like blow all your minds, you're gonna find the love of your life because of beatboxing. I showed up in college, and someone said, "You're a beatboxer." And I said, "Great, what's that?" So, what is a beatboxer? Go on, answer for yourself. Beatboxing is a lot of things. So let me see if I can guess what you said. Beatboxing is the vocal percussion of hip hop. Beatboxing is the percussion in acapella music, right? Better believe it. Beatboxing is using your mouth to make music. No doubt. Beatboxing is all that and more, with the side of Esh. Esh is to beatboxers as 42 is to hitchhikers fans, but more. The meaning of life and all things good. But before Esh, before Sorrow, MB14, and the Grand Beatbox Battle, before the term beatboxing was even a thing, there was human beatboxing. My first extended beatboxing binge left me confused about the art and its origins. I was confused because Saro and MB14 are French, Swiss beatboxers. Wait for it, Swiss. And what little I knew about beatboxing revolves around New York City in the early days of hip hop. 
Luckily, I was working on a podcast, not a book. And on a podcast, you get to have people who know the stuff you don't know do the talking, like Kazu Iwai. I remember Razel Tano's stories. He came to a camp and just told. Kazu is the owner of humanbeatbox.com and the closest thing to a beatbox historian I know of. You go to someone else's neighborhood, you know, challenge their beatboxer, and if you lost your boot off stage, and if you won, you might not leave the stage. You know, you might get like jumped right afterward. One of like the bouncers or something had to like sneak them through the back door, and they had to like make it for the train back to you know their neighborhood. Stories like that make me embarrassed. I don't know my history, but Kayla Malady, the reigning beatbox battle world champion, told me that as sad as it is, my ignorance is par for the course. When I give lessons now, I give them an old school beatboxer a week to basically just like go and check out. They come back and they're like, whoa, I had no idea. You know, like Buffy from the Fat Boys. Like people don't know who that is. When people go, oh, beatboxing, that thing that died years ago, like that's him. I had a kid who was like, hey, who's Dougie Fresh? I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know who Dougie Fresh is. So beatboxing was a primitive form of combat for early Neanderboxers. And I'm totally that kid who doesn't know about Buffy and the Fat Boys. Great. I fashion myself as the only full-time beatboxing journalist in the world, and Kayla Malady, the two-time reigning beatbox battle world champion, told me she expects her young students to know something I don't. Thankfully, Kazu is more forgiving of his students. He embraced the historian comparison and welcomes my ignorance, like a grandpa waiting to impart wisdom from the good old days. So he sat down with me in his living room and for an hour and a half walked me through the history of beatboxing. I trekked out from Manhattan to Kazu's place in New Jersey to interview him. I mean, I've always wanted to be like the beatbox professor, you know, just like one day when beatbox is like, you know, collegiate, you know, elective or an art form, a pursuit that you can take professionally. I would love to be like the beatbox 101 teacher who uh, goes through the history. So we did just that. And newly infused with Kazu's beatboxing story... I was able to speak to other people without embarrassing myself. Beatboxing in the hip-hop community, it's one of the elements of hip-hop. Um, without that, it wouldn't exist. That's Dizzy Sands. She's a modern-day MC. There's five elements of hip-hop. Um, there's beatboxing, there's MCing, there's breakdancing, there's the actual DJ, and then there's the person that actually moves the crowd. Back in the day, MCs needed beats to rhyme over. So sometimes there were DJs spinning beats, but other times they used beatboxes. Not beatboxers, beatboxes. They were simple beat-making machines that happened to cost a lot of money. Even though these machines were available, human beatboxing became a thing. People who couldn't afford the expensive beatboxes would make their own beats. Kind of like this. Yes, that was me. Beatboxing publicly. Or sort of. Look, I know it's bad, but you get the point. It had that classic hip-hop swing. And for those early human beatboxers, it got the job done. From there, people took the art and ran with it. Legends like Dougie Fresh, Buffy and the Fat Boys, Bismarcky. They did stuff that no one else was doing and brought significant attention to beatboxing. Bobby McFerrin made one-man jazz shows that weren't beatboxing, but they certainly weren't not beatboxing, if you get what I'm saying. And even outside of hip-hop, people like Deke Sharon and Jeff Thatcher brought vocal percussion into acapella music. 
but lots of people thought beatboxing was just some saliva-infused gimmick. My mom was in high school in the 80s, so I asked her what she thought about beatboxing at the time. I just remember thinking it was ridiculous, and they're just spitting into their hand, and we used to fake it and go, you know, and spit into our hands, and um, and I thought that it was absurd. Basically, beatboxing was getting attention, but not mainstream respect, and also it wasn't a community. I'm obsessed with the beatbox community. Where is it? And more than that, everything I just talked about happened in the U.S. And at some point, beatboxing became international. One more thing: none of those old school beatboxers sound anything like Saron MB14. There's a disconnect between the history and my lived experience. Even Kazu felt this way when he started getting into beatboxing. I always knew about beatbox, and I just kind of wanted to know、um, if there was like an American scene because most of the videos are all European beatboxers. You know, so it's beatbox, beatbox battle, TV. At some point between Dougie Fresh and the moment I discovered Swiss beatbox, something or someone brought beatbox from hip hop culture and the U.S. to Europe. That something is a German man named Alexander Bulo, A.K.A. Bilo. Bilo, he's a very funny guy. Born in Germany, back when Berlin was both.、Um, when Bilo was a teenager in West Berlin during the 1980s, he met American soldiers who introduced him to hip hop. And that's where he met a lot of the soldiers who would like introduce him to all sorts of hip hop, and he just fell in love with it. And he literally did. He at least tried all the genres of hip hop. He could probably DJ. He's very proud of his graffiti. He can beatbox. You know, he's done a little dancing when he was a kid. He was just immersed in that world. So he would host the、uh, DJ battles. On a few occasions, when the DJ equipment didn't work, he would just go on the mic and just entertain the crowd with like his beatboxing. And he decided, why don't we just start a beatbox battle? Bilo's dream battle became the first ever beatbox battle world championship in 2005. Since then, Bilo's organization Beatbox Battle has held the Beatbox Battle World Championship every couple years. First every four years, then every three, and now every two summers. Of course, the World Championships have changed over the years. The location and time of year have changed a couple times. The production value has gone up, and most importantly for me, as a fan who watches at home, the beatboxing itself has evolved. Back in 2005 and 2009, during the first two World Championships, there were a lot of drum kit sounds, you know, boots and cats, with a sprinkling of random mouth sounds people could make. Here's a sample of what you might have heard in 2005. In 2009. By 2012, there was still a huge emphasis on technical beat making, but the sounds were far more diverse and the beats were far more complex. You might have noticed that in the 2012 beat, the special sounds were baked into the beat nicely. My good friend the Orthobox has been providing these sample beats, but I want you to hear the real thing. So here's a beat from Reeps One, who was a semi-finalist in the 2012 World Champs. Reeps One, 
Now we're getting somewhere. The way I like to think about it, 2012 was the first time beatboxers started making sounds and beats that were beyond imagination. That world record inward drag, I would never have thought those were sounds that belonged in a beat. By 2015, beatboxing had launched itself into another dimension. And in 2018, brace yourselves. We finally reached MB14 and Sorrow. The lip oscillations from Sorrow's drop, the technicality and musicality in MB's composition. The future is now. At the same time, Bilo and his team were raising the production value. The sound and video quality on their YouTube channel, the actual events, the sponsors. Bilo upped the ante for each world championship. Of course, for every Batman, there must be a Robin. And there was this one fan who just kept showing up to Bilo's events. That fan is now our good friend Paponi. My friend Paponi. 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 My friend Paponi. I can't begin to tell you how happy I was when I made that montage. Like, stupid happy. I can't explain myself either, so I'm going to let other people share relevant information about my good friend Paponi. Paponi is this really great guy who loves beatboxing. If Bilo is Abraham, the father of the beatboxing community, Paponi is Moses, who led us toward the beatboxing promised land. Paponi was always that guy who was at the events and, you know, was always trying to push the scene. You know, Bilo very much took a liking to him. The, they became very good friends. And that's how I like to think of those two, you know, always kind of like helping each other out. At first, Paponi was just a fan, but he quickly became an integral leader in the beatboxing community. I was 17 when my mother bought me a flight ticket to go to London to visit my first event outside of my country. When I went to the beatbox convention in London, it was for the first time I met the international beatbox family and everything that I actually believed in or that I was living for just intensified itself. And then, yeah, it turned out that yeah, the part with organizing events and visit events and bring people together is something that needs to be taken care of more and I thought I can help here. This is, yeah, became my mission and still is today. Paponi joined an organization called Swiss Beatbox, which at the time was just the national Swiss beatboxing organization, but it quickly became the hub of daily beatboxing activity across the world. Paponi understood that the way to build community is through consistency, so Swiss Beatbox created their own flagship event and called it the GBB, the Grand Beatbox Battle. Unlike the World Championships, though, the GBB is an annual competition, which brings eyeballs to Swiss Beatbox's YouTube page on a regular basis, because as we all know, battles draw eyeballs. Paponi's biggest innovation was to have a beatbox video every day. He started recording shoutouts, just videos of beatboxers showcasing their skills. No battles, no events, just beatboxing. And this exposed beatboxers to each other, and it kept beatboxing on the map 365 days a year. It's about the beatboxing community. I think there are a lot of crazy talents out there, very musical people, very artistic people, people that can bring beatbox to a whole new level. Trung Bao is a beatboxer from Vietnam who works for Swiss Beatbox. I asked him on a personal level, what makes Swiss Beatbox stand out to him? What makes Swiss Beatbox the home for beatboxing? 
the consistent community is very important uh, quality of Swiss beatbox, and also the quality of the production raising, you know, sound quality, video quality, everything about production is on another level. Swiss Beatbox is the only beatboxing organization presenting videos every day, and they always have the best quality. If you look at our numbers, just video-wise, we almost double them every single year. The numbers speak for themselves, and the beatboxing does too. On an institutional level, it was Swiss Beatbox's consistency that pushed the community to get better and to learn from each other. It's gotten to the point where I'll watch videos of beatboxers who would have run away with the world championships in 2005 and 2009, and I don't even bat an eye. That's it? Where are the sucker punches? Don't you know grime is a crutch these days? I'm armchair judging like the little boy on a tricycle in The Incredibles. You remember him? After days of watching Mr. Incredible lifting cars and denting boulders, the boy waits to see what Mr. Incredible will do next, just like I lurk on Swiss Beatbox. Mr. Incredible asks the kid, what are you waiting for? And in his innocence, the boy says, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. And I feel like that little boy every time I log on to YouTube. In 2019, I expect greatness every time someone grabs the mic and Swiss beatboxes to blame. Just check out a snippet of something our man Trung Bao calls Venom. <laughs> That's what the hell I'm talking about. And if you want more, just wait. Because special effects is not even close to done with Venom. For now, capture that feeling you felt when you listened to Venom. The rush, the tension, the inexplicable drive to make a nasty face. That's what I felt when I first watched MB14 and Sorrow, and now I can actually articulate it. Beatboxing hangs in a unique and exciting moment. The skill level across the world is as high as it's ever been, and the viewership is exploding. Now is the time to hear about beatboxing. Get in on the fun. You want to be that girl who's able to say, I was in a beatboxing before it became huge. In episode two, we go into greater detail as to how this all happened, and I join in on the action and try to learn the difficult sound, the spit snare. Episode two is ready and waiting for you, but take a minute to enjoy your new knowledge first. Reach out and share your thoughts. SpecialFXPodcast at gmail.com. Check out special beatboxing content on SpecialFX.com, including exclusive quotes from SpecialFX on Instagram, and two YouTube playlists for you to peruse. One of SpecialFX guests and one of beatboxing basics. Videos that will show you where beatboxing is now and where it came from. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give a nice review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, baby. Until next time, I'm Tani Levitt. Ish. That's what the hell I'm talking about. 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 That's what the hell I'm hey talking about. Hey, talking about talking about talking about talking about talking about talking about.